lowering interest rates. Interest rates. Cannot stop. Cannot stop the sharp drop in economic activity caused by closures and other forms of social distancing. When the world changes, know what to do. This, this is, is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Shauna Theriol. Shauna, are you there? Shauna, I'm here. Shauna's there. I knew Shauna was there. And <laughs> Justin Wagner. And so we've got a couple here. We'd like to talk about the situation that they're in. Uh, Edward and Kimberly, mid-40s, uh, married with three kids. During uh, the COVID crisis, they decided they'd move in with Edward's mother after his father passed uh, to help with the house. Edward's mom, Ruth, is uh, 73 in turn, Ruth helps with Edward's, uh, Edward and Kimberly's children. She's a retired school teacher, so uh, with schoolwork uh, going virtual, it was easy for them to uh, to make this kind of agreement, of uh, familiar thing, uh, familial, I meant uh, thing, so that um, you know Edward and Kimberly can live there, and and mom helps out, and everybody's good. But they've also uh, created a situation that that really is is complex. Um, basically, now that Edward's father's estate is mostly settled, Ruth is going through the process of uh, updating her will. Uh, she intends to leave the house worth about one point two million dollars to Edward, while uh, the remainder of the estate, also around one point two million, uh, is going to Edward's <laughs> sister. Uh, and then Edward and Kimberly are going to be added to the mortgage, which also would assume that they have some portion ownership in the house. Uh, and then Edward will, will receive Ruth's portion of the house upon her passing. Um, any taxes and outstanding debts due will be paid from the estate. So it, it, it brings up a whole lot of questions among them. You know, how will the ownership be structured? Uh, who's contributing to the, purchase of the house um how do you equalize the estate uh, for the family especially when there's uh, a sister who's not involved in the the household at the moment and but still is expected to get uh, a portion of the estate uh shauna you want to expand on uh things that they might think about and how they might uh resolve issues within this complex situation yeah, there, there's there's a lot of issues surrounding this and nuances. Um, when you start retitling assets when individuals are still alive, it really can hurt the estate plan piece. And what I mean by that, so there's a couple of things. So, you know, it says that, you know, Ruth has a mortgage. First of all, you'd have to go through a mortgage refi. You can't just change a mortgage to somebody else's name is my understanding. Right. Um, in addition to that, you're right. You'd have to change the um, title to be able to refi it or mortgage it, Right. Um, so you can't just be added to the mortgage. And then it brings up the fact the house is worth $1.2 million, but how much is the mortgage? So that really, the, if the mortgage is 400000 the house value is really only 800000 if you're inheriting it, right? Right, the equity. Um, but I guess the mortgage may be paid off, and that's the other thing. So if the mortgage is still in the mom's name, um, then, you know, if the $1.2 million that's going to the sister, there's a possibility the $400,000 mortgage would come from her share to pay it off. And then, you know, Edward would get this one point two, and she would only get eight, right? Yeah. So it's very difficult to um, equalize this. In addition to that, there's gifting issues with this. You know, if you're 
it depends on your if you're just putting Edward and Kimberly on there and Ruth is completely getting off the house right now because what you're effectively doing is doing a completed gift during your lifetime, which they're still below the exemption of $11.48 million, so that's okay. Um, but what you're doing is you're effectively leaving the cost basis intact. And what I mean by that is so if she bought the house for a million and it's now worth $1.2 million, the cost basis on that house, if she gifts it to Edward and Kimberly, is still going to be $1 million. So if they were ever were to sell it, now there's those other tax things that can get complicated, but there could be potentially a gain there that could have been wiped out because if it was in Ruth's name and she passed away, you would get up a you would get a step up in cost basis to 1.2 million. Okay. Um, so it's possible that Edward and Kimberly wouldn't have a gain depending on how long they live there, et cetera, as their primary residence, but it's still, you know, something to think about. It's, there's just a lot of issues surrounding that. Um, it may be hard in the situation, the way that it's structured to equalize it based on a fluctuating mortgage balance, you know, a fluctuating estate. I presume maybe that 1.2 million is invested in something. You uh, assume, so, yep. you, you know, tr- yeah, as you say, yeah, so you tr- would assume. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and so then, you know, trying to equalize it, you really need to have some sort of equalization in the will. And it's generally best to leave the assets titled how they are. Now, with that being said, you know, if they're in Georgia, probate in Georgia is very easy. Um, I would want to make sure that they did remove the father's name from the house um, and just leave it in roots. Or what you can do to avoid probate is kind of, you know, look at something like a revocable trust, um, you know, something like that, which still, you know, you can pour it into the will and on all of that as well. I mean, a trust language typically, you know, passes outside of the will, but it doesn't have to depending on how you structure the will and the trust as well. Um, So, you know, there's a lot of nuances here. And generally speaking, when you start adding children to your assets and structuring it that way, um, you you know, you could be disinheriting uh, other heirs. You know, what happens, um, you know, if, if Edward passed predeceases her, what if he gets in a car accident and now Kimberly's the owner of the house, well, was it Ruth's intention to leave it to Kimberly or would it then go to his kids? You know, so when you start retitling assets, you take a lot of the control out of it and you really limit, you know, what you just want to make sure whatever, however you structure it, it's what's in you intended to do in the first place if that makes sense yeah what if uh kimberly and edward divorced i mean that brings a new complexity to it as well and that as we've already discussed here uh is not too uncommon uh, especially you know these days let's get back just for a second into uh into this situation as we had noted we got edward and kimberly due to covid uh issues they've moved in with edward's mother ruth um she's teaching the kids or helping the kids learn virtual or virtually yeah i always say viral and, and now i'm stopping viral, myself virtual. for say it ver- you know i said it right and stopped myself okay so virtually they're learning virtually and and uh, grandmother is helping um but they've created quite a mess um of financial situation i call it a mess it's really just a complex situation so um you know the the couple has now uh, become part of the mortgage obviously part ownership in the house she's got other assets that are outside um shauna did you have anything you want to add because i do have a question if you don't you can go ahead and ask your question okay um i just wanted to know we had talked about the equalization i mean the, your your initial point was so the house is worth 1.2 million 
but there's a mortgage on it. So if the mortgage just theoretically is 400000 the gift that the that Edward and Kimberly are getting is 800000 and the sister gets $1.2 million. Uh, while the kids might be able, okay with that, parents usually aren't. Is there a way that they could equalize the gift, that Ruth could equalize the gift that she is giving to the kids so that there wouldn't be, you know, disgruntlement, I guess. Your kids fight. I don't know. Uh, Justin, you only have one. Shauna, you got three. Your kids ever fight, Shauna? A little bit. Yeah. Not, not a lot, to be honest with you. It's kind of surprising. I thought they'd fight more, but they do sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. But they're all in the same sport, so that helps. You know, they're, they're, they're in like kind minds. Yeah. In this situation, there. so to answer your general question, there is a way to equalize in the state, okay? Okay. So, you know, and it just depends. Like, this one would still be hard. So if, if you said, okay, we're going to pay the mortgage off from the assets, that would be 400000 right? Yeah. So then Edward would still be getting $1.2 million, and now she's only getting eight hundred. There's no way you can equalize a house other yeah. than – you know, you, I know when we were on the break, you were talking about, well, maybe do it 50-50. And you can. So you could do it where it's, you know, 50% house to each and 50% account. And then if Edward wanted the house, he would have to buy his sister out. So that would leave equal playing ground. Um, and it's possible that he could do that. You know, if, if Kimberly really makes that much money as a PA, it's possible that they have the money to buy their sister out. Right. Um, or could use the cash. To, I mean, but there's not going to be... I mean, if he if he splits and it's like four hundred thousand, the eight hundred four hundred thousand, it's still going to be hard to, you know, buy out because you just can't split the house that way. If that makes sense. Right. So in this situation, right. the way that the assets are falling and titling, um, it would be hard to equalize it. But in general, if a parent is trying to equalize their share, where you know I'm leaving the house worth this much and the assets here. There is a way for attorneys, and I'm not an attorney, so right. you know, take this. I know enough to be dangerous. You're everything um, but an attorney, though. Seen, <laughs> you seem I to have be. seen attorneys write into documents about equalizing from cash. So it's like, okay, we're going to split this, split this, and then whatever's left, if they get more here or they get less here, we're going to equalize with assets, okay? So I have seen that written in before. Um, you know, something similar, not that exact language, but, you know, you just want to make sure because it's not in this situation, it would be hard to equalize just because you can't, you know, cut a house in half. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe 50, 50 for each, like you suggested potentially with the house and the, you know, assets, but if they've already retitled the asset, then again, you're running into issues right there because now it's not going to, pass through the will if it's retitled to somebody else so at the very least what you're saying is they probably should have left it and i know you said this in the last segment they should have left the house alone maybe uh, take the dad who recently passed off of the off of the title uh and the mortgage of the house since you know he's not in the picture at this point anyway just to uh lessen the complication a bit and and not get uh the get edward and kimberly involved in the ownership of the of the property right i just think you know and what if um you know what if ruth lives till she's 90 and she spends down a lot of those assets and now yeah. she's really yeah. you know leaving less to the daughter and and you know edward and kimberly are young they're in their mid-40s so like like you said if edward predeceases his mom then 
if it's joint tenants with rights of survivorship, Kimberly would get the house. And I mean, she's 43. She's probably going to get remarried at some point. And then that would be her and her future husband's house. And so Ruth just completely disinherited her daughter, you know, right? right. Is that the intent? So you have to think about those things. Yeah, um, no doubt. When you're setting this up and how it's structured. Yeah, and then there's the other complication. Usually, uh, real estate prices are relatively stable, but we all know that uh, you can see significant fluctuation in, in financial assets, especially equities. Um, so that would be one that's going to be tough to tame no matter what you do, unless you did try to give, you know, maybe parse that up a bit and, uh, you know, let let Edward pay off whatever portion he would he would still owe on any mortgage that he had. I, you know, it is tough. But here's the thing. Uh, Shauna, you probably have seen situations that are a bit more complicated than this one, I would imagine. Uh, when you go through life, you make decisions, and sometimes you don't have complete knowledge or information, and you can create a situation that's pretty complex, even without trying sometimes, right? So uh, if you find yourself in that spot shauna would love to talk to you and the way that you can reach her is 770-429-9166 Hensler financial ask for shauna theory alt and uh, she can help you whether you're getting divorced needing a state uh put together of course you'd have to get attorneys to help on that but um you know she she can fix your taxes fix your financial plan uh shauna can you fix the car i mean i got a few issues you can fix everything else no. Actually, you know what? Um, when I was growing up, I had a close family member that was a mechanic, and I used to work in cars. So. Oh wow! So there you go. I actually, not these computerized cars. They were the old, you know, yeah. regular. <laughs> right. Easy to work on cars with tools. And you didn't have to have a computer, but I, I actually have done that before. All right. Well, uh, we're going to get you ASE certified and have you <laughs> under the hood before you know it. Uh, I'm sure you could pass the test. You could pass everyone else that we've put in front of you. So. Uh, well, that's, uh, that's awesome information. You're listening to Money Talks. We'll be right back. Falling too fast to prepare for this. Tripping in the world could be dangerous. Everybody circling his vultures. Negative. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.